Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Brian Carr 99 A49ers podcast. Unfortunately, we all saw the result, and the 49ers season is officially over. And, you know, I have. I have mixed feelings about it. I really do. Um, because I feel like like most of you, if, if you're listening, chances are is you can... You're able to appreciate things while being frustrated and essentially just have multiple types of emotions, multiple types of thoughts. Um, you can have nuance and you know, what you think about certain players or the season and all that kind of stuff. And to summarize this game, it felt so much like the 49ers season in the sense of there were moments when it felt like somehow, despite the odds, they were going to do it. And then also moments where, damn it, what's happened? What happened to this team? Why are they not as good as they were five minutes ago or whatever? And uh, the season's over. So the Niners lost. Um, I think the one thing that we can do is the two main feelings that I'm feeling, and you're probably feeling something similar is really disappointed. It really sucks to lose. It's always really disappointing when your team loses a game, especially to a rival, especially in a big game. Um, but this game was, it, it hurt. It wasn't necessarily that it hurt so much. It was just so disappointing because of everything that they had done to get to this point, there was something special. And then the game was close, the entire game. And then they took a 10-point lead in the third quarter. And when they took that 10-point lead in the third quarter, I was like, dude, I really think we can do this. We've got a a two-possession game. We get one or two more good drives, kill the clock. We've held them to seven points. We're up by 10. We're going into the fourth quarter. We are, you know, a quarter away from going to a Super Bowl. And it was like, it was right after that really good drive where we drove all the way down. And it was like, there was so many good plays where it was like Juwan Jennings gets hit behind the the first down marker and then just like wills his way for an extra five yards to get the first down. And the play before that where Debo Samuel gets the ball and he t- hits like he gets hit by like three or four guys and somehow still gains like 15 yards. And then in the end zone, you just get Kittle wide open for a touchdown. You take a 10 point lead. And it was like, dude, we are here. We can do this. Momentum is in our momentum is in our favor. We're up by 10 points. We've essentially got a home stadium crowd because it looked like it was about 70, 60, 70% Niners fans. It looked like there was more red than blue there. Uh, Jimmy was playing pretty well, honestly, for most of the game. He was absolutely horrible in the final, in the fourth quarter. Just absolutely terrible. But up until the second and third quarter, I thought Jimmy had a really good game. It was just... And it it was that high of that feeling of... We are so close. We've got a 10-point lead. All we got to do is close out. But then the fourth quarter happened. 
and we got outscored 13 to 0 in the fourth quarter and the offense fell apart and the defense couldn't get any key stops and we just watched that 10 point lead shrink and then disappear and then they take a three-point lead with two minutes left. And then you're like, well, Jimmy, we need a touchdown drive. And the offensive line falls apart. And Jimmy tries his hardest to make anything happen. And... All that happens is he ends up throwing an interception on a third and 13 tipped off of Jermichael Hasty's fingertips. And now the Rams are kneeling it out and going to the Super Bowl. And I'm just sitting here just dejected, disappointed, depressed, almost in shock. Like, how did this happen? We were winning this game. So disappointment is, I would say, probably the biggest and heaviest emotion on all of us. And you saw it. I don't, if you've watched the presser from after the game, Shanahan was just emotionally shattered and Shanahan holds himself together, but you could just tell that he was, it was like a close family member of his had died the way that he was talking to the media. Every single member who was interviewed just looked like they had lost somebody special they looked like they had let each other down. Like they knew that they could have and should have won this game. But they let it fall apart and they let it slip through their fingers. I don't think I've ever seen Jimmy Garoppolo that emotional. And I know Jimmy Garoppolo is always, you know, calm, cool and collected and gives the PC answer and, you know, extremely professional, but you could see it. You could feel the pain on everyone's face. You could feel the pain in every one of their answers. Debo Samuel after the game, the image of just him in tears on the bench alone. That image essentially summed it up. And uh, it really hurt. It was just, it was a really painful, emotional loss because you felt like you were there. You felt like It's late in the third. We've got a 10-point lead. We just got to finish this game, and then we're going to the Super Bowl. And then it didn't happen, and it it fell apart. And, you know, I think we all watched the game. Um, I rewatched the game. I don't want to get too much into the analysis. Um, I think the analysis was pretty upon rewatch. Like it was pretty straightforward. Um, The 49ers offense, we couldn't run the ball. We couldn't run the ball at all. Uh, Elijah Mitchell averaged 1.9 yards per carry. We couldn't run the ball. We had 50 total rushing yards And four of those were a Jimmy scramble. So basically 45 rushing yards. 
45 rushing yards. In a game, a Shanahan team in the playoffs had 45 rushing yards. And you rewatch the game and it made it made sense why the Rams fully committed 110% to shutting down the run. Every single snap, they had five guys on the line of scrimmage. A lot of them, they had six or seven guys at the line. They had five to seven guys on the line of scrimmage basically every single play. They had seven, eight, nine guys in the box almost every single play. Their linebackers, they were blitzing the A-gaps and the B-gaps as soon as it looked like a handoff. The instant that it looked like there was a handoff, they were run blitzing up the middle, A-gaps, B-gaps, just shoot that gap, hit everything, gunk it up in there. And they shut down the run game, and we could not run the ball. Jimmy was mostly good this game. You go back, you watch the game. Jimmy's not perfect. Obviously, he had a couple really bad throws. He had a near pick six to Jalen Ramsey. He had a really dumb throw uh, to Ayuk in double coverage. Um, and... But overall, you know, second and third quarter, Jimmy played pretty well. And it kind of made sense when you realize, like, hey, they're committing basically eight guys to stopping the run on every single play. And that's going to leave the middle of the field open for guys to do work. And Jimmy likes to throw over the middle. And I remember saying, like, I think Jimmy's going to have a good game. And I thought Jimmy had a pretty dang good game. Up until there was about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, and that's when it all fell apart. Jimmy in the fourth quarter was absolutely terrible. Once they had the drive where they got to a fourth and two, they tried to draw the offsides, they took a delay game, and then they punted on fourth and seven. And that was at 10 minutes left in the game. After that, Jimmy Garoppolo completed one pass for negative three yards the rest of the game. And the offensive line did him no favors for the rest of the game either. It was, uh, it, it, what this game did was it showed you exactly We've always known what the nine, what Jimmy Garoppolo's strengths and weaknesses are. Strengths, quick release, rhythm passing, quick passes over the middle. He's pretty dang good at those things. What's he not good at? Well, he's not really good if you get him out of the pocket, running around, or if his offensive line falls apart or if he needs to throw deep passes or passes outside the numbers. And most of the time, Jimmy was, you know, quick game, quick passes over the middle, get the ball out real quick. He was good. But again, you know, as soon as the offensive line didn't work, he was bad. It was very, very bad. Jimmy Garoppolo is not that good creating out of structure. That That's the difference primarily between what we see in the NFL where you've got your average quarterbacks and then the really, really good ones. The really good quarterbacks like Joe, Joe Burrow's going to the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow's offensive line was basically just letting guys through constantly. But Joe Burrow was breaking tackles and making plays like Joe Burrow. The, the Bengals weakness is their offensive line. And Joe Burrow was like, 
All right, Chris Jones coming at me. I'm going to I'm going to shrug off a sack when he tries to trip me. I'm going to jump out of his tackle and I'm going to make a play. Jimmy Garoppolo did not make plays when the pocket broke down. When the pocket was there and Jimmy was getting the ball out in two seconds, two and a half seconds flat, he was good. But late in the fourth quarter when the offensive line couldn't hold up, Jimmy Garoppolo could not make a play. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo is not 100% to blame. Again, fourth quarter, we got outscored 13-0. to zero. So while the offense did nothing, the defense didn't have the best game either. We gave up nearly 400 yards. The Rams were marching down the field all game. Cam Akers, their running back, he averaged nearly four yards a carry. Cooper Cup had almost 150 yards. Odell Beckham had over 100 yards. Odell and Cooper Cup had 250 yards combined. We only got two sacks. We gave up, the defense gave up 11 of 18 third downs, over 60%. Now, the way I see third downs is converting 30% of third downs is absolutely terrible, and you're not going to win many games. If you're completing 40%, Of third downs, you're solid. Over 40%, really good. We allowed over 60% third down conversions. We only converted 33%. Three of nine. They had 11 of 18. Our defense allowed them to march down the field at will. It was amazing that we actually held them to 20 points. The fact that we had a lead in the third quarter, despite the fact that they were walking up and down the field is the reason why I was like this team, it doesn't matter what happens. Somehow they will win somehow like, cool. They've got way more yards than us and way more time of possession. We're up 10 points in the third quarter. Does it make sense? Absolutely not. But here we are. And I thought, dude, we can win. But then it didn't happen. So, extremely disappointing, painful, painful loss. It really, really hurts. Uh, I was so bummed out after the game. Um, And I'm still feeling it, you know? I'm sure you're still feeling it too. Like, it really sucks. Um... Because again, like this season was so special. And that's why I think we also need to just remember and think about as painful as this loss is. And I think another thing just to, you know, icing on the cake for pain. (laughs) The fact that we beat the Rams twice this season and we beat the Bengals. And that was basically between who was between us and a Super Bowl. I think that just makes it that much more painful because it's like going into this game, we were three and zero against the teams between us and a Super Bowl championship. Like we were going into this game three and zero against teams between us and a Super Bowl championship. We beat the Bengals. We beat the Rams twice. Three and zero. The two teams holding us back from a from an Super Bowl championship, we had already beat three times this season. And we had a 10-point lead in the third down, in the third quarter. And we lost it. That fucking hurts. That really hurts. Now, if, if by some chance that we beat the Rams, would we have beat the Bengals? I don't know. But you can see how painful that is. But you know what? 
we got to appreciate the fact that we made it here. You know, like beginning of the season, if I would have told you at the beginning of the season, hey, you know what? The Niners are really going to struggle for the first two months this season. Like it's going to it's going to really look ugly for about two months. But they're going to make it all the way to the NFC championship. If I would have told you at the beginning of the season, the Niners will be in the NFC championship game. Is that season a good season? Was that season a success? I think you would say yes. I think we would all say yes. Do we want a Super Bowl? Absolutely. How good did you think about it? Like, again, it's recency bias, you know, things change, opinions change, but at the beginning of this season, how good did you think this team was going to be? Beginning of the season, you know? Before the season started, what did you predict this season was going to look like for the Niners? I'll tell you what I was thinking. I was like, I think they're going to win. I think that they can win 10 or 11 games. And they'll probably make a wild card. And maybe they'll win a playoff game. Cool. We went 10 and 7. And you know what? We won multiple playoff games. We made an NFC championship. We almost made a Super Bowl. And we can also say that we went 3-0 and against the Super Bowl champs. Or we... <laughs> we beat the Super Bowl champs. <laughs> we can say that. We can say that whoever wins the Super Bowl, hey, we beat them at least once this season. So... You know, like, again, it's it's painful, but think about, I, it's painful, I don't remember the exact quote, but I saw something that said, appreciate the season that we had, you know, this was such a cool season, and I think that the way that the season ended, and just the way the entire season went, and finished even the despite the fact that we're not going to the Super Bowl I have so much confidence in this team moving forward think about it this team endured endless drama endless drama it literally started January a year ago where it was like, cool. Shanahan's looking at Stafford. And then there was trade rumors. Are we going to keep Jimmy? I don't know. And then there was the draft trade and oh my gosh, we traded three first round picks to move up to number three. They're going to pick Jimmy's successor. Are they even going to keep Jimmy? We go through all that shenanigans. We draft Trey Lance. Well, now that we got Trey Lance, they're not actually going to keep Jimmy. Oh, no. We're keeping Jimmy. We think Jimmy can take us to a Super Bowl. Really? Like, hmm. Give me some hardcore skeptical eyes here. But they did. And we had to endure all that. And then the season starts. And... Start off 2-0 against a really bad Lions team. Rookie head coach. You better beat them. Then we beat the Eagles, who, by the way, again, they ended up going to the playoffs. So, you know, we beat a playoff team week two. Cool. That's good, right? Keep winning. Unfortunately, then, four losses in a row. Jimmy gets hurt. Wow. Now what? Now we're two and four heading into a bye week. Ouch. Like that was, that was a low point in the season. The fact that this team got to that low point 
And then the next week again, and then you're looking like two weeks later, you know, you, you start two and four, then you're what? Three and five after eight games, halfway through the season, you're three and five. Somehow this team with just the brothership and the bond that they built, the coaching staff, the adjustments, everything that they did. They took the ship and they were like, three and five, we are going to turn this ship around because we believe that we can still make a run for it. I'll admit, at that time, I was like, no, I don't think you're making a run. I do not think you're making a run. I think the, the best thing that you can do is put Trey Lance in there and see what he can do because this team is three and five and they look like shit. They look bad. They look undisciplined. They look like they don't have an identity. And I could tell you everything that was wrong with this team and why they look terrible and why they weren't going to make the playoffs. And you may as well put the rookie in and see what he's got. Cause what's the point of having Jimmy? And you could still argue that what's the point of having Jimmy, but you know what? This team did turn it around and then they finished out the season going on just an epic tear of we will find a way to win. We will get our identity and just nothing can stop us. And it didn't matter. It, it just, it didn't matter week in, week out. It did not matter. This team would find a way to win. How many like heart attack wins did we have this season? I don't even know. It was ridiculous. And then like the final month, month and a half, like the final, what, five, six games of the season, Every single week it was like, oh, are they in the playoffs? They're in the playoff hump, but they got to win this week. And then every week they would win. And somehow it was like every week, like we are the, we are the seven seed. We are the six seed. We are the seven seed. Like somehow they would always win and they would always be in playoff contention. And they found a way to win. Think about how many corners we went through. We lost we lost Jason Verrett in the first game of the season. We had to bring in Josh Norman and Dre Kirkpatrick. How horrible was it watching Josh Norman and Dre Kirkpatrick this season? <laughs> Just like, ugh, I wanted to throw up watching Josh Norman pretend to cover people, pretend to do his job, not even try on run fits. Not not do his job half the time. It was it was so bad. But they kept winning. Somehow, despite all that, they kept winning. And then the final month, every game, it was it was every single game was a playoff game for the final month of the season. Of the season. Every single game was a must-win game for like the final month of the season. And on top of that, we had such an early bye week. This team played like 18 straight weeks of football without a without a week off. I can't imagine how exhausted the players were. Actually, no, I can. Because you could see that on their faces after the game. Those were the faces of people who had players who had given up everything for 18 weeks without a rest. And then finally seeing it slip away. They went over a full season straight. And they made it to the NFC championship. That week 18 game versus the Rams. They had to win to get in. Down 17 points 
SoFi Stadium. I still just feel blessed that I was able to be there. That game was incredible. Watching them come back from a 17-point deficit to win and get into the playoffs. Then you go to Dallas and you beat the number one offense, Cowboys. And you make it look easy for three quarters. Then you got to go to Green Bay. Face the one seed. Aaron Rodgers. Probably going to be the MVP. Devontae Adams. Arguably the best receiver in the NFL. 10 degrees. Single degree weather. Zero degrees with the wind chill. Snowing. Lambeau Field. You can't even score a touchdown on offense. And you win. How did that even happen? It made zero sense. How did it happen? We get the win. And then you're going to the NFC Championship game. To beat the team that you have beat not once, not twice, six times in a row. Six times in a row. For a chance at the Super Bowl. With a quarterback who's got a torn thumb ligament and a bad shoulder. Jimmy hasn't thrown a touchdown in like two games. And you're in the NFC Championship. It doesn't make any sense. Jimmy's thrown three times as many interceptions as touchdowns over the last month. And you're in the NFC Championship. It made zero sense. This season made no sense. But what it taught me is that this team, the coaching staff, the culture, the players that they've brought in, what they've built, they have built the right kind of organization to move forward. And again, like, it really sucks that loss, it really hurt the way that it hurt the way that we lost really hurt. But just think about that whole season, what they went through, what they were able to accomplish despite what they went through. And just like moving forward, like I, I just have so much more confidence in this team over the next couple of years. I know that we all wanted to see a lot of Trey Lance. It is what it is at this point. Uh, I'm really glad that Trey got to get in two starts this year. And I I really don't know what all Trey did learn. I really don't. What did Trey learn from Jimmy? What did he learn? What the hell did Trey learn from Jimmy? I have never heard Jimmy uh, give like a complex answer as far as to like the reason why he went to one guy versus a specific type of coverage and how things changed and how he knew that one guy was going to be open. Jimmy doesn't seem like the smartest, most intellectual quarterback Um, and I don't say that in a derogatory sense. He kind of just seems just like a chill jock. Who's like, yeah, I just fucking throw it to the guy. Cause he's my guy and I love my dude and my dude was open. So I threw him the ball and my dude made a good play. That's like Jimmy. Every single comment is I have great guys around me. I just try and give the ball to the best guy. And I, I really don't know what Trey learned from Jimmy. As far as from an X's and O's thing, I don't know if you really learned anything. 
But you know what? I do think that Trey learned a lot about what an NFL season is like, how to be a leader, how to be mature, how to be professional, how to be resilient, how to have faith in each other, in the team, in the coaching, in yourself. I don't know if he learned many X's and O's from Jimmy. I think we all look at Jimmy and we say, Jimmy has a average arm. He's an average quarterback. He's really limited. He's got a couple things he's really good at. He's got some things he's not really good at. Put him in the right system, right supporting cast. Win you a lot of games. Jimmy's not elite. Not as a, not as a quarterback. But Jimmy is an elite teammate. He's been extremely professional. He's been a class act. And every single person in this locker room loves Jimmy to death. Regardless of, you know, whether or not he can make the spinning backhanded 80-yard pass. Doesn't matter. Jimmy is a guy that you want on your team. Just you, you want him. You love him. He's awesome. He's going to be there for you. He's never going to say a bad thing about you. He's going to hype you up. He's going to rally you. He's going to give you confidence. The fact that we did what we did with an average quarterback is incredible. I think it's going to be really interesting moving forward in these coming months and thinking about how our view of Jimmy kind of forms. Now that we know that this is probably, we've probably seen his last snap because again, statistically every, every statistical thing that you can essentially look at, Jimmy's an average quarterback But in two healthy seasons, Jimmy went to a Super Bowl and an NFC championship, and he wins almost all the time. And I don't I don't know how you quantify that because again, like there's there's something about Jimmy that you can't you can't put your finger on it, but Again, elite teammate, all around amazing human being. And uh, as frustrating as he is occasionally for his play, um, I think that we're going to look fondly on this and be like, hey, you know what? Turn the franchise around, took us to a Super Bowl, took us to an NFC championship. It really sucked when he was hurt. It really sucked when he threw idiot interceptions. But holy crap, he won a lot of games. And as we move on from Jimmy and we bring in Trey next season, it's going to be very interesting to see how the offense evolves and how Shanahan decides to open up the playbook 100%. Think about... This is what, this is what I'm getting at as far as like why I'm excited moving forward. Think about how good this team was, again, with an average quarterback. Jimmy's stats this season, I don't know the exact stats, something like 3,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That's okay. That's okay. Jimmy was okay, and we made an NFC championship. We almost made a Super Bowl. And it was pretty, it was, 
similar in 2019 when we did make a Super Bowl. If this team can be this good with that quarterback, we're spending 25 plus million dollars to get average quarterback play. Think about how good this team can be next year with a mobile kid who costs like $6 million a year on a rookie contract with a huge arm. And now this kid got his feet wet. He's got his feet wet in the NFL. Hey kid, you had two full games. You played a game, you sat for a couple months, you played another game. You got a year's worth of coaching. You got a year with a Shanahan playbook. And you got to watch another guy. Like, I don't know. Again, I don't know what you learned from him. X's and O's are in the film room. Jimmy never tells me anything X's and O's, but he got a chance to see what it takes to lead a team to an NFC championship. And he was in that room every single day with Jimmy, with Kyle, with Mike McDaniel. He got a chance to see all this happen. Trey now has firsthand experience seeing what it takes to get there. How to be an NFL teammate, the ultimate professional. So I really hope Trey soaked all this up because I could see this team competing deep into the playoffs next year as well. I have no idea what the defense is going to look like. Um, I really like D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans, by the way, just huge shout out for an incredible season from D'Amico. Like rookie defensive coordinator, he's already getting like head coaching interviews. And then he led like created basically a top five defense, despite the fact we lost our best corner in week one. And then we had a rotation of random corners throughout the season. Incredible job, D'Amico. Um, but yeah, just in general, I want you to, as painful as it is now, think about how cool of a season this was, the journey that we got to go on, the heartbreaks, the highs, the lows, the development of our coaching, the development of the players, the culture that it that it breeds in an organization to go through all that and come out stronger in the end. And then think about how exciting next year will be with a young, athletic, mobile kid who by all accounts is humble, hardworking, extremely intelligent, Sky's the limit with potential. I'm so, it really hurts, but I gained so much faith in the organization over this season that we can look forward to next season in a very positive light. So I know I didn't have a chance to do just a super big breakdown, but I think we all saw what happened. You know, we all saw what happened. We saw the game. If you want to rewatch the game, you can watch NFL game pass, uh, you know, rewatch the game, watch the condensed version. There'll be film breakdowns. There's so many good guys out there that do film breakdowns. Um, John Chapman, 49ers rush podcast. His Patreon does amazing film breakdowns. Um, uh, Graham SFM, uh, I think that's his name, uh, SFN. Um, but anyways, Brad, um, he does really good film breakdown, all 22. Um, Jack Hammer with Sports Illustrated, he does really good film breakdowns. There's a lot of really good film breakdowns and all 22 where you can watch the game. And, but you know, like I, we saw it. It hurt, but just I want you to, as much as that hurts, 
embrace the pain, but also embrace the amazing journey that was this season. And you can use that to get excited about the future. Because I know I am. So I'm going to get out of here. Um, Man, what a season. What a season, right? And this is my first season podcasting, and this is what I get. (laughs) It was was crazy. It was crazy. Um, So I'm going to get out of here just to give you a, a short preview of kind of what to look for moving forward from this podcast. Cause I'm going to keep going just cause the season's over. Doesn't mean this is over. Um, not by a long shot. There's going to be a lot of stuff. Um, I'm actually going to be growing this in some ways, this podcast, I'm going to start. There's a couple of things that I'm going to be doing. Um, so later on this week, uh, probably the next podcast that I do, likely you'll be looking at like Friday, Saturday or so. Um, I think I'm going to do just an end of the season reward, end of the season grades, just kind of go through basically the entire, the entire roster, the coaching staff, and just my thoughts on most of the individuals in this organization how I thought they did, um, what we have to look forward to. Um, so yeah, end of season awards, end of season grades. Um, I'll also probably going in detail about my off season plans and schedule. Um, so we'll be talking about what the schedule looks like moving forward as far as what dates to look at. So, when is free agency? When is the new league year? When is the draft? When's the scouting combine? All that kind of stuff. Um, and a lot of a lot of things to look forward to. So um, I've got... What I will say is that I am going to have a lot of content, at the very least, through May. Uh, just between everything. So we'll be doing just awards recognition for just this season as a next podcast, just like a celebrate the season kind of send off. Um, and then after that, we're going to get into draft stuff. So we're going to be talking about um, who's going to be a good fit. I'm sure we'll be following the, uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo news as far as what's going on with him. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be getting surgery on his thumb uh, and he's likely going to be traded. So, you know, where do we think he could be traded? Uh, what can we expect to get from compensation? Uh, where are we picking in the draft? Uh, I'll be doing a lot of draft stuff. Uh, we'll be doing free agency stuff. So who are some guys that we want to keep around? Who are some guys throughout the league that we might want to be adding? Uh, we're likely going to be having a lot of cap space because the cap is growing by like 25 million. And then we're going to be moving on from Jimmy, which is going to clear up roughly another 25 million. So that's 50 million in cap space. And it's really easy to spend money when you're only spending 6 million on a rookie quarterback or a contract, a quarterback on a rookie deal. So we'll be doing free agency stuff. um, And, I am also very excited because I am going to start getting into video, uh, which is, yeah, I, I don't know anything about video editing, but you know what? I didn't know anything about audio editing and here we are, (laughs) um, but I'm going to start doing film breakdowns. So I think I'm going to start doing, I don't know when exactly my guess is I'll probably for fun, start with like an all 22 of the Trey Lance game that he played. Cause I think that'll be a really fun film breakdown to kind of practice with, with the all 22. So I'll be doing some video editing. I'm probably going to, you know, figure out how to start a YouTube channel or something. And then I'll do draft prospect film breakdowns. So I'll be doing video breakdowns of draft prospects. And then I'll be following up with that, with podcasts about draft prospects and, who I think would be a good fit and why and all that fun stuff. So 
whole lot of stuff to look forward to. And then we get into the draft season and then the actual NFL draft itself. And then after the draft, there's still like a whole month of content that I'll be able to do. Just talking about all the new players that are on the team that we drafted. Cause now we got to do all their film breakdowns and see what we're getting. So this season is over, but there is always a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to in terms of football. So, um, I really hope that you enjoyed this season. Again, this loss, it really sucked. It was really painful. It really hurt. Um, but I hope that when all is said and done, you're able to look back fondly on the journey that was this season. Because it was a really good season as a journey, as a story. Um, it was a... It was, It was a drama. This season was a drama. Ultimately, it was a dramatic tragedy in the end. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't a great story and an amazing journey along the way. So uh, I appreciate all of you. All of you like, comment, subscribe, share, share this with some people. I would love to see my downloads go from like 15 or 20 to like 50, maybe by like draft season, I can pick up another 30 listeners. I think that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, shout out to every single one of you who actually does listen. I do want to let you know that I appreciate you. And I see that little number of how many downloads. So, um, if that is you, that's awesome. You know, like comment, subscribe, share, follow me on Twitter for all the good stuff. And, uh, with that ending the 2021 2022 season as always go Niners